I'm Destiny, and you're listening to the All on the Table podcast, a safe place where we invite you to lean into the tension of diversity by holding space for authentic, hard conversations about the world around us. There's nothing off the table when we're willing to put it all on the table. I'm super excited about today's topic. Um, This topic is one that really intrigues me, and I think it's because um, it's something that I've experienced, but I can Mm. also look around and be like, we're all experiencing this uh, throughout our whole lives, but I think it's like kind of heightened in the last like several years. Um, And so I just want to put it all on the table today about it. And so what I want to talk about is the effects of echo chambers and confirmation bias. Mm. Like, are we aware of it even? And if we're aware of it, do we acknowledge them? And are we doing anything to actively combat it in our lives? So good. Yeah. So that's what I want to talk about on the table today. And while I do think that the ideas of echo chamber confirmation bias, like it's things that have been around since the beginning of time, you know? That's true. (laughs) But it's nothing new. It's not a new idea. But like I said, I think that we're experiencing it on a whole different level now. And I just think that the effects of it are so glaringly obvious. They're more overt. They're more in your face. Mm -hmm. And so the repercussions of it are increasing, I feel like. And I think that's largely due to um, yes, the, the world that social media has created, Yeah. because I mean, think about it, even the algorithm, right? Yeah. That's it. <laughs> it's designed. So crazy. Yes. Our whole life is designed like in algorithms. And so it's literally curated to be echo chambers. And so, um, you know, the, the algorithm is designed to show you more of what you interact with. And so, um, I think that's true in the world of social media because every click is monitored, every that's click's right. analyzed. Yep. Yep and designed to give you more of that content that you're interacting with. But then it's also news stations and even just the dynamic of marketing in general. It's designed to give more of what people want. And so um, that's one side of it. But then the other part is our own brain kind of betrays us in this. And it's because our brains are actually wired to seek out information that it already believes. And so, um, you know, that's that some of that is a safety mechanism designed to help us process information quickly Mm -hmm. so that, you know, it can keep us safe or even just um, uh, save time. Like our brain wants shortcuts. But the other side of it is also that our brain just naturally seeks rewards and ease. And so confirmation bias gives you both of those. Echo chambers Mm -hmm. give you both of that. And then also like we just as humans, we want to belong. We want to feel accepted. We want to be accepted. And so our brains are wired to find that. We're wired to um, gain common grounds with others. And none of that is bad. Like there's all good things to that. However, I do think we have to also acknowledge the negative effects that it causes too. Right. So um, I want to hear, you know, like from you, like how are you seeing the echo chamber like show up in your life? How are you like what's a example of it that you see in and of yourself because I think we can and we can talk about that what we see around us but I'm really interested in like how we see it in our own lives so Tava wow so um echo chamber is actually a newer term for me and I'm probably the only person on the at the table that would say that but I was uh stirred to look into it because it is uh, something experienced by all of us whether we know it or not And the more I looked into what it actually meant, the more I thought, oh, my goodness, I want to be aware of it and then also see what I can do to not fall prey to it. So, uh, first of all, just finding out that, you know, our social media is curated to it. And as you said, Destiny, our brain just um, tends to uh, uh, seek confirmation or affirmation of what we believe and 
Um, so as a person who uh, really wants to love and appreciate and honor uh, people in my world, I, w- I had to realize that I was more than likely sitting with people um, in my everyday world uh, that I worked with and friends and family that, um, you know, I would actually be able to grow by seeking to understand what they um, uh, celebrate, what they're passionate about. And, uh, man, it didn't take long at all to see that I was limiting myself by not finding out yeah. about these other yeah. Uh, yeah. concepts and worlds yeah. of belief. Yeah. That's, that's really good because I think that for me, I don't think that anybody ever wants to admit to the negative side of anything that they mm-hmm. are a part of, whether they knew it or not. Mm-hmm. So I think that's one of the parts of human nature. It's like, because just like you said, destiny, everybody lives in an echo chamber at some point in some degree. Um, and it can be negative and positive. And I know kind of like with you, Tava, um, the more that I began to talk to other people, the more that I began to see myself uh, parts of echo chambers that I lived in. And it wasn't, they weren't always negative. Mm -hmm. But what Mm -hmm. they caused me to do is have a narrower view of Mm -hmm. people. It's so good, yeah. Yeah. And so that really was an eye-opener for me. But the biggest eye-opener for me was really seeing the fact that the short-sightedness of it all mm-hmm. caused me to be stagnant in some areas. And so it's like, because you hear people saying it all the time, you know, you hear people saying echo chamber, but they're usually saying it to sn- slap somebody else upside the head. Yeah, yeah. in a negative connotation. Yeah, and um, and so when you hear it that way and you, you hear somebody saying it that way, you know immediately well at least I know immediately that they're not open to see anything differently yeah Mm. um and so for me that's what the echo chamber has has been for me it's it's a self-awareness piece for me but it also um, made me see other people a little differently Mm -hmm. um and that's not a bad thing Mm -hmm. it's just seeing them differently (laughs) yeah and I think one effect of the echo chamber too like in what you're saying is Again, it's not all bad, but a lot of times because you just naturally find common ground with people, mm-hmm. it can cause you a negative effect is it can cause you to deny whole experiences yes. because all those around you have not had the same experience. Yep. That's exactly you right. know, yeah. um, I love um, I love this quote that I read online. It reminds me of what both of y'all have just said, though, but to gather with and be gathered to a diverse community of humans in person or online amounts to nothing if I'm unwilling to listen and be changed. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, (laughs) that's so good. Um, I love hearing y'all's responses and I kind of have like a real world example in my own life and I'm like hoping that everybody understands what I'm saying. But even if not, um, we can talk about it. Yeah, (laughs) we can talk about it. So this is my real life like echo chamber. And so this probably goes back to when I was a kid and just like being in the black community, being lighter. um, It was like what are you like are you black like I remember in second grade uh, like a white lady came in the classroom and they're like is that your mom and I was like no it's not my mom like my mom is not white I was so confused so I'd go home and be like mom like what am I and she's like what are you talking about I'm like what am I am I black everyone keeps asking me if I'm white and so anyways that was kind of like my my experience like going through school and of course like the older I got the better it got because like 
you know, kids grow up, they mature, nobody's asked, nobody cares. Mm -hmm. So fast forward to college. So I go to HBCU, which for those of you don't know, is a historically black college or university. And so loved it, had the time of my life, like one of the best four years of my life. Um, And also, I'm not saying that going there, like, made me an echo chamber or made me enter into an echo chamber like I chose that Mm -hmm. because I think that's a great uh, delineation yeah Yeah. because I like I think it's all of our choices like whether subconscious or we don't know or we don't mean to to enter into that so I'm not gonna blame like any HBCU for that that I love anybody who knows love I rep Mm -hmm. my school a hundred ten toes down so (laughs) (laughs) like I'm not giving anyone permission to come for HBCU so let's just say that but all that to say going there because I felt such an acceptance that I'd never felt before from my community and nobody cared because there's so many different types of black people that go to an HBCU nobody cared that you're lighter skinned or you talk this way nobody cares everyone accepts you down to like the cafeteria workers I went back for homecoming a guy on security was like oh I remember you and so that's the feeling and so in order to for me in order to like remain feeling accepted I was like oh like I have to adopt like everything that you know the black community or this group of people or whatever the perception is like I need to accept all of that and also I didn't necessarily not that I was like prejudiced against anybody else but like I had a certain community that I wanted to be a part of or had a certain life that I wanted to live which didn't include people who thought much differently than me because I just felt more accepted and more safe and so that just Mm. brings me to like a point that some of us enter into echo chambers because we want to feel safe and accepted and like we're saying like it's not always bad to be you know in this space where you have the same values um but when you kind of start building up walls like okay I don't Mm -hmm. want to be in another type of community or I don't want diversity of opinion that's where it can get very harmful and it's really easy to to cross that line without even realizing it I want to say, too, because that is really good, because I think one of the things that happens is the fact that you have to you you, you're made to feel like you have to choose Mm -hmm. if you're in an echo chamber. It's like, okay, so if anybody sees something differently than I see, then they're wrong. Yeah, they don't you know, you don't even take the time to even get a different perspective or get a deeper understanding so that you can have a broader view of reality and not just through that one little chasm. And so I think that that's really good what you're saying, April, because we can get caught up in that. You know, Mm -hmm. I I, I, honestly, honestly, if anybody says they've never gotten caught up in that, then Uh, we need to talk. (laughs) Being truthful about something because you cannot get away from it. Yeah, you can't. You just can't get away from it. And so. Um, it's just crazy that that way, but that's a part of what that does. It it, it mm. causes you to feel like you have to make a mm-hmm. choice. And if somebody goes against what you think you feel from your echo chamber, then they got to be wrong. Exactly. And that's actually what you're describing as a part of a phenomenon called groupthink. Ah. And yeah. Groupthink. And so groupthink is a mode of thinking in which individual members of a cohesive group tend to accept the viewpoint uh, conclusion that represents a perceived group consensus. So you can have members uh, of the group who don't actually believe it to be valid, corrupt, or, oct- 
optimable, but because of the pheno- phenomenon known yeah. as groupthink, wow. they will accept what is the perceived overall consensus. So good. Yeah. Yeah, that is so. And so, and we do that. I mean, we do, you can even see it. I was even thinking about this when I was thinking about, you know, the questions I wanted to ask today. You know, if I'm in a group of people and everyone is talking, we're talking about this TV show and everybody, there's one that's called, I think, like Parks and Recreation that a lot of my friends like liked. And I would like be in the group and they're all talking like, yeah, yeah, and I love it. And I'm thinking, I don't, I don't get that show. But I'm the only one thinking that. So I'm just going to, it's just, I'm going to be quiet unless someone actively asks me hey, what do you think about it? Like, then I'll tell them, you know, it's not about like not wanting to like share my different opinion, but it's just like, well, the whole group likes it and I don't and like move on, you know, but that's just like the phenomenon of what we do. And that's a very minute example, you know, (laughs) but it's like serious. I mean, think about Mm -hmm. in your own life, how many times like everyone around you is like talking about this one thing and just silent. Mm -hmm. You're kind of like, oh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't really think that. Or you even hear a conversation. I can't even tell you the conversations that I've heard. And I sit there and I'm screaming on the inside going, that is so ridiculous. (laughs) Yeah. And and, but you don't say anything because Mm -hmm. you're watching everybody around going, yeah. And you go, are you guys like hearing the same thing I'm hearing? Because that sounds a little jacked up to me, you know, but. I kind of wonder, you know, you think about that. Why didn't you speak up? Why didn't I speak up? Why didn't you? Yeah. Because you read the room. Yeah. Yeah. And And that's a good thing sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) No. Yeah. I think that it can be, it can protect you sometimes. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you don't need to say it. But I also think we're scared of being rejected Mm -hmm. because I think Mm. if you in your own life feel like, well, if someone thinks that way or thinks differently, like they they can't be my friend, then you'll think the same way. Like Mm. when like you said, you're sitting there and you're like, oh, I don't agree with what any what anybody else is saying. You keep quiet if you believe that. You keep quiet because you think other people will do the same thing to you. So it's all of this fear of rejection. Like, if I'm different, I'm going to be canceled because I cancel people who are different than me. Yeah. Ooh, that's that's yeah. Really, really, really good. good. Oh my and God. I, th- I Go think there's a sens- heightened sensitivity and awareness, actually, that um, the slightest... Uh, question or just kind of interjecting another thought can be slapped down and Mm -hmm. then this whole perception then arises from that or there's a concern that there's a perception and that you're picked up from that group of inclusion Mm -hmm. and then set into this other group that is seen to be antagonistic or you know on the whole realm of what that could seem you would be on the outs Mm -hmm. with that group so and I think social media absolutely trains our brain to believe that. And then when you're in real world situations with people you care about and actually you're committed to because you're in community with them, it's unfortunate that that can bleed over. And then mm-hmm. you're like, I'm really concerned if I say this, it's going to sound like I'm against these people, but also that I'm a part of something mm-hmm. that is yeah. perceived to be yeah. uh uh, far cry from where I am at just wanting to ask questions, wanting to bring um, additional thought into something that's important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I see. We want to be honest, right? Put it on the yes. table. Put it on the yeah, table. Do it. <laughs> Put it on there. I think we saw that in very real time with the whole Black Lives Matter thing. Oh my gosh! You know, that's the yeah. first yeah. thing Absolutely. I thought of when you're talking about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so, and I think people too. Um, in addition to that, and I think we saw this as part of it, is people just automatically, they're so afraid that just by allowing understanding to take place, and that yeah. means that I it obligates me to agree with everything. Uh-huh. And I think yep. that's the lie. 
you know, and that's what keeps us so separated or keeps us, keeps us in our echo chambers or our group thought and stuff like that. Interestingly enough, I was reading the study. I'm a nerd and I like to read like journals and studies and things, but I was reading the study don't remember the name of it, but the whole premise is it was talking about groupthink and how mm. powerful it is and also why it's so important to fight. And so what they did is like some is like a Harvard study, I believe, but they took all these sorority houses and they put them into they were going to do like a murder mystery thing. But what they did is they had like all one group of sorority houses, but then a few of the groups, they introduced a person from another sorority house like halfway through the game. And what they found was is that the groups that were all of one um, were super confident in their conclusions of, you know, who done it. Mm. And the groups that had someone who was entered into them that wasn't from their own like houses were not very confident in their outcome, wow. like in their decision, but wow. they were the most accurate ones. Wow. Interesting. And what's really interesting is after that, they did like a survey of the people and they say, hey, how do you feel like your group went? Well, the group that was all made up of one house was like, oh, it was so great. We were all like, you know, tracking. Oh. And they, so they're really confident in their outcome. Mm-hmm. They felt like everything went really well. Whereas the other groups were not confident in their outcome. They said, actually, you know, it so wasn't good. very, it was really um, uncomfortable. We didn't get along a lot. We argued a lot but they were the more accurate ones. And so huh. what it was saying is just Amazing. how important the diversity of thought is. It actually makes you more accurate. Wow. It makes you more correct. And even though it feels the most uncomfortable, it's really what you need the most of. You know what? That so is good. so good because you know what it reminds me of immediately? Mm. Facebook. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it reminds oh me of Facebook. And I'll tell you the reason why. Because um, whenever there is something that pops up, you see in real time who agrees with who mm-hmm. by the likes yeah. or the comments Reposts. or the repost. Yep. Mm-hmm. You see it. And if one person shows up who has a different perspective, man, it's like a feeding frenzy. Yeah. Isn't yeah. It? Yeah. And then enter cancel culture. You yeah. liked yeah. this post. Yeah. So, like, yeah. You know. yeah. Yeah. It's that yeah. is so true. And the person that that person who shows up with a different point of view, it's amazing because most people, when when that happens, they try to um, bolster their opinion as to why that person is wrong and why they're right instead Mm -hmm. of taking a moment to hear, to let it sink in and to maybe see something different. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's just amazing. It is. It's definitely an all time. I'm even thinking about, at the timing of that we're filming this podcast or recording this podcast, you know, the thing with Will Smith at the, Oscar, at the Oscars just happened. Yeah. yeah. And April, you posted in our group <laughs> a question yeah. about how anger showed up. But I love the engagement that we were seeing and stuff. But yeah. a lot of it went yeah. for the, like a lot of people went from the perspective of why he was wrong or right mm-hmm. exactly. versus talking about what you were asking about. Yeah. Yeah. So this is just a yeah. reflection. This is no shade, just facts. Yeah. So don't be upset. Um, <laughs> right. But I asked like, Two specific questions, basically asking us to use the situation to reflect on ourselves. Mm -hmm. Specifically, how can we relate to Will? Because Mm -hmm. although I've never hopped up on a stage in front of millions of people and slapped somebody. There's still time. I have. Oh, yeah. There's still time. Hey. (laughs) Right before I received my Oscar shirt. Um, But um, there has been a time where I have said or done something Mm -hmm. that was out of character Mm -hmm. because I was Mm -hmm. angry and I regretted it. And we all have done it. So anyways, it was interesting to see that a lot majority of people um wanted to analyze will and his relationship with jada and like all of these things that we really don't know 
um, instead of using it to go, how have I to sin? Like, how have I to um, sin in my anger? Yeah. And so that was, that was really, it was just an observation. But you know, that's <laughs> a real place where people live. And I, mm-hmm. you know, and one of the things that, that I commented is why it's, it's so fascinating to me that people find it difficult Mm-hmm. To admit that they've been angry. Yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah. you've been mad. You're yeah. probably mad right now, but I mean, just say it. Yes. It's okay. You're not gonna blow up. <laughs> you know, it's just <laughs> it is it's, it just is one of those things, but it's hard for people to be able to admit. But it was funny that mm-hmm. that was pretty good because it was it's and that even showed up in an echo chamber. Well, I was go, gonna say then everyone yeah. follows, yeah. right? Uh-huh. So that's what's interesting. You only have a few that step outside and like, yeah. oh well myself, you know. Yeah. But even like it's just so much of our life. It's just that and honestly, and this is where I want to kind of shift in our conversation, but um our like we our lives it is easier to fall into the echo chambers, into the group thoughts, mm-hmm. into the confirmation bias than it is to actively fight against it. And yeah. so in the same way, like I love what you said, um, April, when you talked about it was your choice to enter into the echo chamber that was around mm-hmm. you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Every single one of That's us, it's, it's our choice. And honestly, it's a subconscious choice. Mm-hmm. It is the part of our brain that implicitly takes over. You don't have to think about it. And so you have to actively fight and actively choose something different. You have to actively seek out news sources that are different, contrary to how yeah. you like to char- characterize the facts, you know, um, narratives. You have yeah. to actively put yourself in groups that are not just diverse ethnically. I feel like that is super important. It's one of my like core values but also in diverse and ideas of thought, yeah. knowingly yeah. not agree with. And um, just personally, I always think of the matrix right now, like when I'm think- like talking about this, this subject, you know, you've got the red pill and the blue pill. I honestly don't even remember which one's which. I just know one pill is like you can keep living in the like fantasy or like what's not real, or you can choose to take the other pill, which will wake you up to what's really real, mm-hmm. but you can't go back. Like you can't unknow what you know. Mm-hmm. And that's how I feel when it comes mm-hmm. to being aware of the echo chambers, aware of groupthink, yeah. aware of all of that. I feel like I've taken this pill and I can't go back. And yeah. so I'm like hyper aware of it now. Um, recently I was interviewing, yes, interviewing schools because <laughs> I'm that person to put yeah. my child in. And, um, you know, I just went into one and it's a, it's a great place. Like it's fine. But I was just like hyper aware of like, it, it's my assumption. So I don't know, you know, but my assumption, what I felt like was like, man, there's only one like train of thought here. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. um, again, just being completely honest, like I don't wear a mask. We're still kind of in the phase of if you want to wear a mask, you can, if you don't, you don't, mm-hmm. I don't, I choose not to wear one. Um, but I want to be in places where I see people with masks yes. on Yes. because to me that represents like all different like beliefs, like different mm-hmm. trains of thoughts are like welcome. Like people feel like they belong no matter what they right. choose to do. Right. And so anyways, I'm just finding myself more and more like of being aware of that, that maybe I wasn't aware of that like two, three years ago of just going like, you know, I've taken the pill and I walk in somewhere, I notice if like, hey, this seems to feel like there's not different trains of thoughts here. Mm-hmm. Hey, this like this feels like maybe only one way of thinking yeah. means you belong here. And yeah. so I don't know about y'all, but what do y'all think about that? Like, that's just something that I like and just like hyper aware mm-hmm. right now, you know? Well, I think I, I know I am only because I think it speaks to um, seeing how you can be conditioned mm-hmm. yeah. to move a certain kind of way. And it's a subtle thing. 
but I am too. I mean, I'm, I'm super aware of my surroundings, super aware of yeah. my surroundings, not because of anything of fear. I'm not in fear, but right. just because I feel like it's important for you to mm-hmm. know where you show up so that um, you know how to move in that situation or in that context or in that space. Um, so yeah, I am, I'm, I'm super aware and it doesn't matter where I am, but you get, my senses get a little bit more heightened depending on how the environment might shift. Mm -hmm. And because I want to be aware of who I am around and what's going on around me. Um, so yeah, I am, I've always been that way, but I think even more now than I used to be only because of the echo chambers that are just reverberating mm-hmm. everywhere. Yeah. What about you, Tiva? Uh, I kept, my mind keeps going back to the George Floyd um, tragedy. And uniquely, um, our my husband was asked to participate in his funeral here in Fayetteville. And so as we were driving in, it was... I felt the sadness that I felt, and it's strange, I remember it at six as when Kennedy was shot, and just seeing the streets lined with people that weren't probably um, even imagining that they would get inside the service, but they had shown up to reflect um, or to demonstrate their sadness of what had occurred. And so, of course, you had a lot of signs, um, just people... Uh, placing on those signs what their heart felt and um, anyway so the drive in was deeply moving for me and then to come into the actual sanctuary where they held the memorial for him and then we are friends here at our church with a cousin of George Floyd's who actually was part of who uh, was invited to speak And so I sat in a very different, obviously for all of us, it was just such a a riveting um, event that we lived through and we um, looked to try to be there in support of one another. But um, my husband and I were just a few of the white faces that were in the room. And uh, so there was a sense of you know, wanting to express sympathy and to um, make sure that everybody that we saw and we moved past, sat by, and so forth knew that we were sincere in that. Anyway, but um, I recall that the the person who did the eulogy had uh, shared about the struggle to maintain hope as a Mm -hmm. black person in America, and he said that that he was even had gotten to a point of cynicism, like he wanted to believe but couldn't actually believe that in America would would happen, at least in his lifetime. And he had an experience with God where he uh, related that God had shown him that uh, if he if we would continue to pray as Americans, that hope was on the dawn like the uh, size of a cloud of a man's hand. And I immediately, sitting in that sanctuary, thought of the the fist in the air, which Black Lives Matter. I mean, that to me was, I received it in my own heart, is he didn't say that, but that's what I saw, is that hand in the air meant Black Lives Matter to us as Americans. So fast forward to the Sunday that followed, I was able to speak to our uh, congregation for just a moment 
and I actually lifted my own hand and I reflected on the eulogy that was given and I said black lives matter and I had my hand raised well I had no idea that there was this big you know controversy that you know related to an organization that you know I don't know if they really care about black lives or not but I certainly had no affiliation with them or knew really knew anything about it and I had people come afterwards of different races going do you know what you just said and I said I do I know what I meant so, you know, I, I wouldn't say that was this extreme, you know, um, moment of bravery in my own life, but it's given me something to reflect black, back on because I had been a part of something that impacted us so deeply as a community here in Fayetteville, but also in the United States. And to hear from the different family members who came up and shared and friends of George Floyd and so on, but also the family had asked specifically for the uh, political people who were invited to take the mic for a moment. They had asked them to please not politicize it. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, those people didn't honor the family. So I feel like, you know, you can see on both sides of, of, um, of a, a road that we want to all be on, the path that we all want to be on, that there are those sides that we can slip off on one way or another. And I've, I would venture to say that the people who went ahead and didn't honor what the family had asked, that they thought they were doing a good thing mm -hmm. uh, for whatever reason. But I feel like then they, it goes back to us asking ourselves mm -hmm. the question, will we be bullied by what we perceive to be others' judgment calls on what we're saying? Mm -hmm. Or we go ahead and do, if not for ourselves, but for the people that we love and we're in community for, go ahead and speak up. Yeah. Wow. So good. Mm -hmm. I think that's a huge part of actively combating. Yes. <laughs> all you. of that around <laughs> us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How do you uh, How do you see that happening, April, or playing out actively combating? Um, man, I think. Well, first in my own life, I think I've always had a sense of. I don't want to say a rebellious side, but I've always <laughs> been like, why do we all have to do the same thing? Mm -hmm. And so I, like Miss Vicky said, I have a very like, I don't know, a, a sense or discernment when like something is off or mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know if you've ever been in a room and like something is said or something is done and you know that there mm -hmm. are other people, maybe yourself, that don't agree. Yeah. So yeah. I can automatically sense like shifts in the room. And it's very awkward for me because I'm like, anybody else sense this mm -hmm. is like, <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know? And um, so that's one. And I think the other is just like having conversations, mm -hmm. um, asking the right questions. There's a podcast I listen to um, and it's called Southside Rabbi. And um the two gentlemen that are on it, they talk about a lot of things. They're Christians, and they talk about so many subjects, so many cultural topics, church topics, all that. And so one of their mottos is no easy answers. Mm. And so they're saying, like, don't just take everything at face value. Don't just read, like, one side of, of the news or one side mm -hmm. of politics. Like, figure out what the answer truly is. And they're, they're um, two black men, and I can really say they're, like, they're, they definitely are neutral. Like, yeah. they have some opinions. And I was like, oh, like, I didn't realize that you guys, like, I expected them to believe a certain way, and they didn't because mm -hmm. they were like, these are actually the facts. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so even for me, I'm challenged whenever – 
I see like an uprising or a news or, or something happens, mm-hmm. I even within myself, I've learned that I pause mm-hmm. and I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. like I want to be for justice or the rights or whatever happened, whatever happened in the situation, like I'm definitely there, but also am I jumping on a bandwagon mm-hmm. because I feel like I'll be more accepted if I do. And so I have to sit back and sometimes be like, what do actually I feel? Like before I read all the opinions, before, let me get all the facts. What do I feel about everything? And that's still a process for me because I'm a very justice-oriented person. So there are a lot of things that I'm like, well, I don't need to ask questions. I know exactly mm-hmm. what that was. And yeah. then there are some things where I genuinely have to pause. So, yeah. yeah. Do so you good. think, though, that because I'm always curious with the bandwagon, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Because I think yeah. that some people jump on the bandwagon and are in those echo chambers because they want to be, not even to even seek to to get any kind of knowledge or understanding. I'm kind of like you. I'm that person. It's like if I hear something, first thing I'm going to do is research it. Yeah. Because especially if it sounds a little wonky or a little yeah. off or a little crazy, it doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, well, I'm going to research it and see what the real deal holy fail is. But I'm also going, well, why doesn't everybody do that? I mean, if, if you got... You know, if, if, if you're an intelligent person and if you're not going to be led by the nose because this is, you know, that's what what different um, uh, organizations and, and different um, uh, media sources and stuff. And here's the thing. OK, y'all listen to me because I am not saying that mainstream media is evil. I don't believe all of that. I think that all media has bias. Sure. Yeah. And one thing I love, um, there's this lady I follow on Instagram. I've shared it with, I probably talk about her all the time, but her name's Sharon and her Instagram handle I think is Sharon Says So. But she's this like history teacher or was a history teacher. But what I love about her is she presents all sides of a thing. Mm-hmm. Like she, half her follow, her followers are like, why are you so liberal? And the other half is like, why are you so conservative? Like you wouldn't know which one she falls in. Like that's how, you know neutral she she is when she shares things but she makes it always makes it a point and you can find this in her highlights on her feed of how bias does not equal lie exactly and ha- like That's the right. negative, negative mm, quotation we all yeah. have bias every yes. news organization has bias yes. they're all what they're doing and she'll do this all the time which i love is she'll take the most recent headline yeah. and show you how each organization headlined it differently how and she'll they say it. they are all saying the same facts mm-hmm. But how the words they choose to pair with the facts, yeah. the photograph, what they cho- the photograph, yeah. how Man. they choose exactly how they choose mm-hmm. to what parts they're focusing on mm-hmm. is all a narrative. And so what you're saying when you say like, well, I don't I don't believe anything that news organization says. She always says, just know what you're actually saying is, is I prefer the other one's narrative and I like existing in my own echo chamber. That is so and cool. I love that she makes that point. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was, you know. Yeah. But that's the thing is that bias, it's its not, bias is not inherently evil. Like we all have them. It's okay. how we like to characterize, characterize, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the facts that we're presented with. Right. So it's not like this, like that makes you evil or it makes you a liar or vice versa. We paint the other person that way. It's just the way that we prefer to hear the facts. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. so I, I like that differentiation, mm-hmm. you know, making that. Yeah. Um, And I just think... um that I love what you were saying, April, um, just about, um, 
you know, like really actively like active. Yes. I think that's the key. Yeah, that's and that's, really that's really the, to me, like the main thing today is like, you know, what are we, that's what I want to ask ourselves. Like, what are we actively and how does that look like? How does that show up? So yeah. whether it's seeking out, I love all sides, their new or news organization yes, that yeah. shows you all the headlines, all the sides yep. makes it very go ahead. April. Also, there's an organization called the pour over. Yes. And they send daily emails. They'll tell mm-hmm. you how long it is. And it's all, it's a Christian organization. They're neutral and they share like Bible verses to cover some of the world events going on. They're awesome. Yeah. So if you are kind of like listening to us today, maybe you haven't really been aware of what the echo, you've heard the term echo chamber because I feel like it's a buzzword right now, but you don't know how it actually has shown up in your life or what that looks like. And so if like today's like the first time of you like really recognizing that or even just going like, man, like I haven't been active in it, you know, like in combating Mm -hmm. it, then I highly suggest starting there, like starting with like, where do you get your news from? Um, And then actively seeking out things you don't agree with. Um, For me personally, like kind of like how you said April and you said Vicky, like your natural tendency is to question what's being said. Um, For me, I am just always been super intrigued by different ideas. Like Mm -hmm. when I read books, which has gotten me in trouble sometimes just being honest in the church, like like a pastor might be like, why are you reading them? Like they're this, this or whatever, you know, but I like reading things that I know I'm not going to agree with Mm, or people that are controversial or whatever. Cause I just have this deep conviction that one, you can learn from anyone, (laughs) like even like learn, like even more so like what you believe, like, you know, or or whatever. Um, but I like reading things that are like different. So that's, I haven't really struggled in that sense of seeking out information. Like we are talking about y'all tend to seek out, but where I have seen it shown up, because I think there's just so many ways, it's not just that, you know, yeah. um, like I said, is like, if I'm in a room, like, does it seem like there's different ideas of thought accepted here? Yeah. Um, I think asking ourselves that question is a huge one in kind of dismantling the echo chambers that we live in. I think um, even, you know, yes, looking at our news sources, I even think I, I personally can't stand. So sorry if this is you, but when people <laughs> like, are like, Oh, I don't follow that person. Cause I don't like what they say, like all that stuff. Cause I'm like, you need that. Like that's yeah. part of curating yeah. your own echo chamber. Like you're doing it yeah. to yourself. Mm-hmm. Now I do not tolerate hateful right. speech or when Me people neither. like attack people, I won't right. follow yeah. you in a heartbeat, you know, right. Right. over that. But I purposely allow my newsfeed or my friends list on Instagram, on Facebook, to be full of people that I don't agree with, Mm -hmm. like in all things, you know? Um, I even like uh, uh, Pastor Cam posted the other day, someone he's like, hey, I love this quote, don't agree with the guy. You know, like that's, like literally sometimes people look at people's friends list and like, oh, they they agree with this person, they're friends Mm -hmm. with this person. You can't do that with me because I will purposely follow people I don't agree with with because I want to be, I want to constantly put myself in situations Mm -hmm. that... I have to re-examine what I think or right. even like be like, no, I don't agree with that person. Or, but see, that know. that is a healthy way of doing it. You know, that's a, that's a real healthy way of doing it. And, you know, because the other side of the coin is, you know, when, when you are steeped in your echo chamber, mm-hmm. what you're doing is seeking out things so that you can com- so you can fight. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to fight it. It's like yeah. I want to I want to I want to prove my point and I want to fight it. And because I'm right and you're wrong. And so, you know, being able to seek out that having to want to have the conversations so that you can understand and you can come to a place where where you can maybe see things a little bit differently. That is that's 
just as active too. People mm -hmm. have to, you know, we have to be active in that part too, because if we don't, we're always going to slip right back into that thing. So I love the fact that you go in there, Destiny, looking mm -hmm. to um, get information in here, not to go in there and say, well, that's just wrong. They're just wrong, wrong, wrong. Although sometimes when you hear some stuff, you go, I can't even believe somebody said that. I yeah. can't even believe they <laughs> yeah. I can't even believe they think that. Can you do you believe that? <laughs> you know, but then you it it's enlightening mm -hmm. because you realize that that's somebody's opinion. Mm -hmm. That's somebody's point of view. How am I gonna interact if I find myself in this conversation with somebody who mm -hmm. feels or thinks yeah. something different mm -hmm. from me? Because I think that's a really good training ground. Mm -hmm right there yeah and I think um even as you're talking I was thinking man I think one of the most important questions we can ask ourselves is when we're thinking about maybe a different point of view or topic or whatever is going do I even know enough to be able to articulate why someone thinks that opposite view of me yeah. like do I have that enough understanding so to be able to articulate not in a nasty way yeah yeah but what it is why they feel the way that they feel and if I don't then chances are that's so I'm in good. an echo chamber or I'm I'm choosing to be in one, you yeah. know. So I think that's a question that we can use that's really to really good. help us break out of that, you know. Yeah. Um, also, you know, I just for all of us too, you know, I think one thing we can do to combat it actively is to commit to when we're in a room of people, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. and we yeah. sense group things happening, you know, or it's like, man, everyone here is agreeing. Like that we commit to looking around. Like I am like really big about this recently. Even I think some of y'all at this table have experienced this with me lately of like noticing someone's body language and be like, hey, are we okay? Because it doesn't feel mm -hmm. like you don't look yeah. like you're okay. Because yeah. I think sometimes people even need the permission to be yes. like, hey, like I Thank want you, you to mm -hmm. say that. Like right. it yeah. seems like you might feel differently. Like so that's accepted here. Yeah. Or, right. you know. Right. So I think if we can also commit to doing that in the groups that we find ourselves, in the conversations we find ourselves, then the echo chamber can't stand, you yeah. know, yeah. or the yeah. group so think bad. can't stand. No. Yep. You're right. But um, all right. Well. Uh, is there anything else? Have we put it all on the table I think so. about this topic? Obviously, this topic. I don't think we have, but I think we can <laughs> talk about this. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say, it's, <laughs> I don't think it's all on the table it's yet, very but it's very extensive conversation, <laughs> but I'm so glad that we started it. Right. And I want to continue this in the comments. If you're not part of our Facebook page for the podcast, mm -hmm. please go, please go join it because that's where really these conversations yes. are happening. Yes. Yes, yes. And so I know we're going to be posting about this conversation there, sharing more. And we want to hear please. how yes. your how the echo chamber is showing up in your own life and how are you actively combating it too. So I'm sure we're going to post some prompts on that, but really like, I just encourage you not just to look around you, but to also look inside because we are yeah. each other's yeah. best mirrors. That is so yes. true. Yes. Destiny, I love that. And we might even ask you, hey, mm -hmm. when you do a comment, hey, do you think your comment is in an echo chamber? <laughs> <laughs> because it's a really good conversation yeah. starter too. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us at the table today. And we look forward to the next time.